Welcome to Bethlehem. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It may just be a dot on the map for some, but much like our namesake city, halfway across the world, for those of us who call it home, it's the center of the universe. And at Christmas time, this inn is the centerpiece of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We've got a room waiting just for you. So welcome to Bethlehem. It's our biggest weekend of the entire year. Folks from 37 states will all be staying here. I'm Theodore Wiseman, general manager of this fine hotel. And it's my joy, no, it's my privilege to ensure your stay is, well, perfectly swell. Hey there, Abby. Did you see my last recording? I've been working six days without a break. Welcome to Bethlehem. Chocolate Francis. Yes, Miss Wiseman, and maybe a cup of coffee. Well, help is the season for caffeine. Welcome to Bethlehem. It's our mantra, it's our motto, it's the way we treat each guest. We have practiced, we perfected. Look each patron in the eye, shoulders back and head held high. Let them see those pearly lines. Welcome to Bethlehem. Mrs. Cooper. Mr. Wiseman. Who's this young one with you? My grandson, his first year here. Welcome to Bethlehem. It's our mantra, it's our motto, it's the way we treat each guest. We have practiced, we perfected how to say it with real zest. Look each patron in the eye, shoulders back and head held high. Let them see those pearly whites. Welcome to Bethlehem. Every lampshade has been dusted, every floor is neatly waxed. We have bustled till we're busted, so our guests can be relaxed. Every bed is coffin in linens that are fit for royalty. And so you will be impressed, miss. Our reception is the bestest. The bestest? The bestest. This is hospitality. It's a mantra, it's a motto, it's the way we treat us. We have practiced, we've perfected how to say it with real zest. Look each patron in the eye, shoulders back and head held high. Let them see those pearly lines. Welcome to Bethlehem, checking in. Yes, we are. Welcome to Bethlehem! Welcome, everyone, to the Bethlehem Inn. Well, hello, Mrs. Wiseman. Hello, Mr. Wiseman. It's so good to have you all back again. Except you, Abby, and that blasted phone of yours. Uh, that was a sick pic of you and your wife, sir. Sick? Sick means, like, good. Ah, makes perfect sense. Nice to see you again, Dr. Jorgensen. Well, thank you for the welcome, Mr. Wiseman. Even though we live just a few hours from here, we come to the Bethlehem Inn every Christmas 
for some good quality family time together, don't we? Well, not all of us are here. Oh, yes, we are, Audrey. And, and my picture, we're all here. Well, I, for one, am glad I'm here. Coming to the Bethlehem Inn has been a tradition in our family since I was a little girl. And this year, I get to bring my grandson. Let's get our Christmas on, Grandma. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Aw, oh, man, this footage is on fleek. I think it's going to go viral. Do you have any idea how many dancing grandma videos go viral every year? Nope. Me neither. You better get Mrs. Cooper's permission before you post that. Where's Theodore? Uh, I don't know, Mrs. Wiseman. I guess he... Uh, Disappeared. <laughs> I'm not surprised. He does want to be a magician. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> is everything all right? No. I mean, yes. Everything is fine. 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 I believe you. Sort of. I'll go see if I can find him. Ah, Betty dear. I was just working on my latest tear and repair trick. Ugh. Here, tear this piece of paper into as many pieces as you like, and I'll magically Ugh. put it right back together. Theo, honey, we need to talk. I just got a call from Blake Westenmeyer. He's coming by. Uh, just to say Merry Christmas, I'm sure. No, to convince you we're in trouble. Look, I ran the numbers again, and he's right. The revenue from Christmas occupancy alone can't sustain us for another 11 months. I don't want to see these numbers. And so, I will make them disappear. <laughs> sleight of hand, my dear, sleight of hand. Yo. Poof! They're gone. All those worries over money. Theo, this is serious. I know. Theo, you haven't learned that trick yet. Right. Can I have some chocolate? Mommy says you always have chocolate at the front desk. Your mommy is right. Here's one for you and one for me. Thank you. Abby, Jamie. Can I have one for my sister too? Your sister. She's right here next to me in my picture. She would have wanted some chocolate too. Here you go, honey, for your sister. Thank you. Adam, would you look at that? That's the same bowl that held the Christmas candy when I was a little girl. I hope it's not the same candy. <sighs> and that beautiful table, and that lamp, and these tin soldiers. Well, they have so much meaning for me. You mean they're all really old? a child. We come here every Christmas. We've done that for a
I'm here to see Mr. Theodore Wiseman. Your name, please. Blake Westenmeyer. Excellent. I'm sure he'll be happy to see you, Mr. Westenmeyer. Chocolate? No. the problem they only come at christmas yes i'd say the writing's on the wall wiseman and you're not going to be able to keep it a secret for much longer good day sir so what does that mean they only come at christmas yeah and the writing's on the wall wiseman sounds what's up like, with that sounds like mr wiseman needs a new magic trick a miracle is what he needs. They only come at Christmas. Must mean that the Bethlehem Inn could possibly end up... Wait, maybe I could try to. Maybe you could try to what? Yo, wait, I've seen that look before. Yeah, I have too. The last time was before she took that video of me running into the glass door. That video rocked. That video was painful in more ways than one. <laughs> Check this out. The video of Mrs. Cooper dancing? Yeah. It already has 28 likes. Nice. Well, unfortunately, you're going to have to starve your social media addiction until you help those famous guests behind you. What? Oh, uh, how can I help you? Let's go someplace special for a treat. Let's go someplace special for a treat. How about Rosie's? You love that place. Yeah, I do. But Megan loved it, too. Oh, come on, Audrey. Now we can't even go to Rosie's because it reminds you of her? You can't tell me you don't think about your daughter. I do. And here's what I think. I think she's a big girl who's making her own decisions now. And it's about time we got used to the fact that she doesn't need us anymore. Are you sure she doesn't need us? Honey, she said those very words when she left last summer. You're right. She did. Okay. Okay. I'm going to shake off this melancholy, and we're going to have a great Christmas together. Now, let's go to Rosie's. Bailey will love it. Come on, Bailey. Bailey. Technology may be the death of all of us. 
Oh, I think it all depends on how you use it. Did you ever find one you're my age, Grandma? Oh, yes, attached to the wall. So you couldn't go anywhere when you're talking on it? Now that would have made it a mobile phone, now wouldn't it? Right. As soon as I go on break, I think I'm going to call my mom. Is everything okay? Yeah, I just miss her. Last night, she posted a photo of her tree, all decorated, so pretty. You know, as much as I love the Bethlehem Inn at Christmas, I hate not being home. My bro said they got snow this morning. He called me and sang, do you want to build a snowman? It's touching. I guarantee no one's shoveling any white stuff where I'm from. They're surfing sun up to sundown in Southern California. Mrs. Wiseman, what did you do at Christmas when you were a little girl? bake my mama's fruitcake. How about you, Mrs. Cooper? Oh, yes, we had fruitcake, too. But my favorite holiday tradition was our holiday hayride. Young man, don't let this gray hair fool you. Long before I was Elizabeth Alexandria Cooper, I was little Miss Benson Jackson, Forsyth County, Georgia, and hayrides were quite tradition. Hey, Mrs. Wiseman, do you think we could get, like, a hayride on the schedule here? <laughs>
hi there. You came after all. I, I see you downtown most days asking for help, and when I invited you to come, I didn't think you'd actually be here. Are you hungry? I shouldn't be here. No, wait, wait, wait. What I mean is, if you're hungry, we have plenty. And if you need a place to stay, well, we have the most comfortable rooms in the state. If you need just to talk, well, I've been told I'm a pretty good listener. What I need is to be invisible. Ah, that's Magic Tricks 102. I'm still on 101. <laughs> Let's start by introducing ourselves. I am Theodore Wiseman. I'm Ma May. My name is May. Well, May, it's an honor to meet you. You look somehow familiar. Have we met before? Yeah, maybe in a past life. Oh, I don't believe in all that. But I have been working on my tear and repair trick. Ah, uh, let's see here. Ah, this'll do. Here, tear this piece of paper into as many pieces as you'd like. But it's some little kid's drawing. No worries. Tear it right up. Let's see. One more for good measure. You see, sometimes in life we think things are just too torn up to be put back together. But then we see that... Ah, we were right. The trick needs a little work, doesn't it? Yep. I should go. No, wait! May, you have something behind your ear. What? Would you look at that? It's a piece of chocolate. But not just any chocolate. Our famous chocolate made right here at the Bethlehem Inn. Would you like it? Uh, no. Actually, yes. Thank you. You are hungry, aren't you? Well, I'm not surprised. You are eating for two. Mrs. Wiseman, please take this young lady to the kitchen for some of your culinary magic. Of course. Hey, can I have those pieces? Sure. Mr. Wiseman, I am quite concerned. Well, here at the Bethlehem Inn, your concern is my concern. So tell me, Mrs. Cooper, what is your concern? Well, that young lady over there looks like she walked in off the street. Had I have known you were running a homeless shelter, I never would have brought my grandson. I see. Tell me, Mrs. Cooper, when you see that young lady, what do you see? Sir? Just go along with me. Tell me, what do you see? Well, I see a troubled sort who has no respect for authority. If she would have listened to her teachers and, and obeyed her parents, she wouldn't be in that condition she's in. Oh, I see. You know what I see when I see her? I see a girl who needs to be loved. I see a girl who's probably struggling right now, has a lot more questions than she has answers. Well, and I also see every mistake I've ever made. And for whatever reason, I either got away with it had someone come alongside me to help me through it. So that begs the question, Mrs. Cooper. Who's going to come alongside her and help her through this? Are you? Or am I? Standing on the corner of Maple Street and Hickory Avenue Oh, 
holding up a cardboard sign that says, anything helps, God bless you. She was gonna have a baby, but she's just a child herself, trying hard to fight back every tear, feeling older than her 16 years. Makes me think of Bethlehem and another teenage girl through another soul is hopeless. God would save the world Makes me think of love and a promise And the grace of a father Who loves me as I am When I think of Bethlehem
The Bethlehem Inn should be a place where everyone feels loved. Even you, Mrs. Cooper. Even me? What do you mean, even me? Mr. Wiseman, don't forget, tree lighting ceremony, five minutes. Ah, that's right. Excuse me, ma'am. I know this scarf. Richard, this is Megan's scarf. Audrey, don't. You think you see Megan and her stuff everywhere. When's enough enough? I know it's hers. She has to be here somewhere. Excuse me. I think that's my grandson's scarf. This is your grandson's scarf? He must have dropped it. See? Then after I got the chocolate, I came over here, took a selfie, and must have set my drawing on this little table. It's gone! Mommy! I'm going back to our room. Has anybody seen a drawing of a little family? Hey, Francis, has anybody turned in, like, a drawing? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Maybe you left it in our room. Let's go look. <laughs> 67 likes! Would you put that thing away? The Bethlehem Inn is in serious trouble, Abby. Maybe you could think of a way that you could help. I am. Well, it sure doesn't look like it. So how are you staying warm at night? I've got a blanket. And food? I try to think about it. I don't know how you don't think about food. When I had a bun in the oven, I could have eaten a horse a day and still been hungry. Yeah. Do your parents know where you are? No, not really. And they can't see me like this. So they don't know that you're pregnant? No, and they won't. And the father of the baby? Promise me the world. And I believed him. Stupid, I know. Well, we want to help you. Thanks, but I got myself into this mess, and I have to get myself out. Well, you're always welcome to come back here, and maybe the next time you come, I'll figure out that tear and repair trick by then. But now, I'm about to magically light our Christmas tree. If you'd like to join us. That's okay. Well, it might be the last time we have a Christmas tree lighting here at the... Thanks, but I've got to get back to work. <coughs> work? Well, okay. Um, just rest here for a while. Come gather round. This is a season of love. Come join the song, ringing within all of us. This is the moment we've all waited for, everything we have imagined and more. And more. Come gather round, oh what a treasure we share. Hope every hope you can hope for Dream 
tree lighting here at the Bethlehem Inn. We have made every effort to make this a memorable occasion for you and your families as we share the greatest of gift given to us, the gift of our Savior. And with that in mind, we'd like to give back through this Christmas tree lighting to our community to show the love that we have for our friends and our family who have joined us here this year from all over the country. Like the many years before. Stop. Mr. Is it true that the Bethlehem Inn is facing financial difficulties? Uh, well, I... And is it true that because of these difficulties, this will be the last tree lighting ceremony? No, just where did you hear that? And is it true that this, after this Christmas, this will be, or the Bethlehem Inn will be closing its doors? Wait, no, you can't. Wait, wait, please, please, everyone. It's true. This will probably be the last Christmas here at the Bethlehem Inn. What? What? And you were going to tell us when? Yeah, what were you going to do? Post it, like, on the front door one day? No, no, it's, it's not like that. I was hoping to talk with each one of you. But first, I was really hoping we could save the hotel. And I wouldn't have anything to talk about. You all know as well as I do that the Bethlehem Inn is more than just a pretty building or a Christmas tree lighting or my attempts at magic tricks. The Bethlehem Inn as well, it's family. When most people think of Christmas, they think of being with the people they love. 
reliving their favorite traditions and making unforgettable memories. They think of the smell and taste of their favorite foods and hum the familiar notes of their favorite Christmas carol. They can almost see that special gift their mom and dad gave them on Christmas morning, some of which have been passed down to their children, to their children's children. I think of the laughter that's echoed in these halls from years gone by. They can't help but smile. Dozens of nervous young men have dropped to their knee right here in this lobby in hopes that they would hear a yes to their proposal. And to this day, the yes has been the answer. Every time we watch families spend their very first Christmases together here, we've been there as they struggled through the first Christmas without the one they love. I guess what I'm trying to say is Bethlehem Inn has been more than just a hotel to these families. When they think of Christmas, they think of all the memories they've made in these halls. Look around you at these children. They're our children. That's why we take such care to making staying here extra special. From the greeting when you first walk through these doors to the turndown service when you return to your room at night. We are family. The Bethlehem in its family. And I'm heartbroken at the thought that we won't have the opportunity to make more families part of our own.
So what are we going to do now? Nobody's hired in this town, especially right after the holidays. Uh, yeah. Merry Christmas to us. This isn't just a job to me. It's my life. Mr. Wiseman's been like a dad to me. Boy, I never saw this one coming. I'm kind of sorry we found out when we did. Maybe it would have been better going through the holidays not knowing this was about to happen. Well, that's that. Yes. Well, maybe that's that. (laughs) But if I've learned anything in my life, it's that I'm not in control. God is. Now, his plan might not always be what I thought I wanted, but his plan is good, and it's my job to trust him. Easy for you to say, Mrs. Wiseman. You don't have student loans or a car payment. No, I just have a hotel that I love. But you guys, the story isn't over yet. Hey, who knows what could happen in a few minutes or hours or days? Who knows where we could all be this time next year? change in just a few short days.
Wiseman giving a speech a little bit ago. See? We were here, Bailey. We don't need to watch the speech again. Wait, but look in the beginning of the video when the girl walks behind him. See? Here, I'll go back. Now there. I paused it. Here. Look at her face. I'll zoom in. Doesn't it look just like... Like who? I know this is crazy, but doesn't it look just like Megan, doesn't it? No, it looks like a homeless girl. And your sister's not homeless. She's got that boyfriend now, and I'm sure she's fine somewhere. At least I hope she's fine. Richard, do you think it could Honey, be? Honey, if she was here, we would know. Unless she didn't want us to know. Why wouldn't she want us to know? I don't know, honey. Probably shame. It's the biggest reason we hide from each other. Bailey, can you go back to the beginning of the video? Thanks. Oh. Oh, dear. Lord. She's, she's going to have a baby. Oh, Lord, help us. If she needs help, I want to help her. And so do I. If she was here during Mr. Wiseman's speech, she couldn't have gotten far. Can I come too? Of course you can, honey. We're a family and we always will be. How the story ends But when we fall We see the chance to get back up Cause there is something greater That's inside of each of us Hope When you face the darkness Hope When your life is hard as hope Like a new day dawning Don't give up Keep holding on to hope Find you when it seems you 
trained on the phones to come to the back office and quit. What's going on? I don't know, but the phones are ringing off the hook. Is there an emergency? I guess you could call it that, but people are calling to book rooms for weddings and family reunions and all kinds of events. Can you believe it? Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa what? I posted Mr. Wiseman's speech from the tree lighting ceremony, and it already has 12,123 likes, and 217 people have shared it. It's going viral. It's like magic, Mr. Wiseman. Oh, it's not magic. It's social media. It's not... It's not social media. It's a miracle. Abby, you and your blasted phone. No, if we have a full calendar, guess what? What? We're still in business. (laughs) We have a full calendar, all right. One minute, you think you're out of hope, washed up. Not a thing, not a chance for things to turn around in this world. But then, you find that, bam, there it is, hope. We are at the Bethlehem Inn after all. Isn't Bethlehem like where hope started in the first place? Hope to keep the hotel afloat is one thing. Hope for our drowning souls is quite another. I remember being empty, washed up, not a chance for things to turn around after the mess that made of my life. But then God sent his perfect son, Jesus, into our broken world, into my broken life, into a little town called Bethlehem. And it's through him that every one of us has hope.
Excuse me. My grandma thought this was my scarf. It looks a lot like it, but mine's right here. I'm sure with how cold it is outside, the rightful owner will turn up for it soon. Would you like a piece of chocolate? Um, maybe. How old is it? Just, just made it yesterday. Then yes, I'll have some. Thank you. Abby. Here. Also, um, could you please tell me if a family named the Jorgensons are staying here? A Richard, Audrey, and a little girl named Bailey? Hmm. Let me check. Yes, they sure are. Would you like me to ring their room? No, please don't. I mean, no, thank you. May, you came back. I just came back to get my scarf. I must have dropped it. Don't spend the night outside. It's cold. It's not safe. I'm sure we have a room available tonight on the house. We have a room available tonight for this young lady, don't we, Francis? I'm sorry, sir, but we're completely full. I'm sorry, sweetie. Let's see. There's no room at the inn. Might just have a stable out back. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm sure we'll think of something. Not a stable, I promise. Wait, is that what this is? I'm some kind of stand-in for Mary? No, no, it's not like that. I'm sorry, what I meant to say was... Let me... No, I get it. I'm a charity case. And you'll get extra gems in your crown someday if you help me. I already told you, I don't want your help. I don't want anyone's help. Get out of my way. I'm sorry, I can't do that. Why not? Because I see myself in you, young lady. I was you. Scared pregnant, running for the door, but I can tell you that beyond that door is just more pain. I can do this on my own. I have to do this on my own. I know. I thought I had to do it on my own, too. But I can tell you that back in Forsyth County, Georgia, there were scores of people that would have given their eye teeth to help me. <coughs> and I'm one of those people. Right here, right now. Will you let me help you, May? My name isn't May, okay? I don't know why I keep ending back here where I don't want to be. But I do. Because you invited me, Mr. Wiseman. I came here because you invited me. And, and I know you, and you know me. The Bethlehem Inn is where I've stayed every Christmas since I was a little girl. And I love this place. I don't belong here anymore. It's all too perfect. I just, I just don't belong here. Megan Jorgensen. I remember you now. You see, Megan, the Bethlehem Inn isn't a place where people have it all together. It's for a place where people need go to feel loved. And that's me, and that's you, and Mrs. Cooper. And me. Yeah, I need a lot of love. <laughs> and coffee. Why do you all want to help me so bad? I'm just a big mess. Because we're all a big mess. And that's why we all need Bethlehem. I need to be reminded tonight that although it looks like everything is falling apart, God is always at work behind the scenes making something beautiful out of our mess. You know, it's okay to feel a little lost sometimes. 
It's not okay to feel like you'll never be anything more than your mistakes. That's the beauty of Christmas. You know the story. An unwed mother, an unexpected pregnancy. Turns out, the thing was planned all along. You really think so? I really do. I've always heard there's good in everyone. I've always wondered if everyone meant me. I've made my share of blunders, missteps, mishaps. It's a wonder I found myself out on the streets like a river finds its way.
You know, Megan, your family is staying here this Christmas. I know, but they wouldn't want to see me. I burned that bridge last summer. Well, you never know. They might be just some of the people who want to help you. I know for a fact that your little sister misses you. She even came and got you a piece of chocolate. She did? <laughs> yeah, she knows how much I love your guys' chocolate. Should we ring their room? I don't know. You'll be here, right? I'm not going anywhere. Okay, then. You can call their room. It's ringing. It's still ringing. Welcome, Welcome to, to Bethlehem. Bethlehem! Thanks. Mr. Wiseman, we have reason to believe that our daughter Megan was here earlier this evening. And she... Now she's out there in the cold somewhere. We really need your help. Can you please help us find my sister? I believe I can. Hi. Megan! I'm so sorry. For what? I'm gonna have a baby. No, honey, we're all gonna have a baby. Come gather round. This is the season of love. Come join the song, ringing within our love. This is the moment we've all waited for. Everything we have imagined and more. Come gather round. Oh, what a treasure we share. That is calling us still. Hold every hope you can hope for. Dream every dream you can dream. When love abounds, you will find that you found everything Christmas can be. Mr. Wiseman. I can't thank you enough for how instrumental you were in bringing our daughter back to us. As a token of my appreciation, do you accept corporate sponsorships? Uh, corporate sponsorships? Oh, yes, we do, Dr. Jorgensen. I can help you set that up right over here. Because I drew you in my picture, but then I lost it. Mr. Wiseman, have you seen the drawings with my family? Oh. They had me, my mom. The drawing? That was yours. Let's see, I picked up the paper over here, and then I handed it to May, I mean, Megan, but, oh, I'm sorry, but it was part of my tear and repair trick. I've only mastered the tear portion of the trick up until that point. The repair failed miserably. Mr. Wiseman asked me to tear it up, and I did. I'm sorry, Bailey. And it floated to the floor in a million pieces. But then I picked up the pieces and I gave them to you. And I kept them because I thought they might be yours. And I put them here in my pocket. And what? Mr. Wiseman, look. You did it. What? 
No, my friends, this isn't my doing. There is only one who can take what is truly torn and turn it into something this beautiful. Oh, when you face the darkness, oh, when your life is hard as oh, like a new day dawning, don't give up, keep holding on to hope. The darkness that finds you, oh, it is what defines you. Thank you. Fabulous. Just before we have our curtain call, I'd like to help you make this personal tonight. I'm Ken Barner. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and I'm so proud of our people. Aren't you proud of these people? I'll tell you what, I'm pretty proud of them, pretty proud of them. As I sat there and I watched this program, and I've watched it a number of times already as they've rehearsed, and and the message is strong that we need hope, don't we? Like we live in a messed up world and there's just no hope. And you know, when you, when you think of these people that uh, just some of the life situations that you saw here tonight, we just, we need hope. Uh, he said so many lines that just stood out to me, like the brokenness, like, you know, how many times has your life been like that paper that was just shattered? Maybe it's a relationship. Just tore up. Maybe, maybe you're like the teenage girl pregnant. Man, just tore up. Ima- imagine her life. Imagine your life. Maybe tonight you've come in here and you're, you're carrying a burden and you're saying, man, there's just no hope. Uh, maybe it's a, a, an estranged relationship. It's somebody that you love dearly that, that, that no longer is in your life. Maybe you've lost somebody. Maybe you're asking, what happened to your life like this time last year, you never thought it would be like, like it is this year. And maybe you've lost somebody that you care deeply for, and you're just looking for hope, and you're, you're just lo- longing for so many things in your life. And I want you to know tonight that, uh, that Christmas is one of those times that it brings back so many memories, doesn't it? I mean, I remember what I did as a kid around Christmas, and I think I'd like to go back and be a kid again, just so I can eat all the chocolate out of that jar. But uh, you, you know, it's like you just remember all that, all those memories, and and every year you come back and you, you you long for the good times. But when you become an adult, you realize that it's not always good, is it? And we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world. And God explains this whole thing in His Word. He says that the that that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so God made this perfect world. It was called the Garden of Eden, and he placed Adam and Eve there, and, and his whole plan was that we would live in the joy and in a peace and all that when you were a kid that you thought you had. And maybe, maybe for you, you didn't even have it as a kid. Like, life was just so hard, and you were always looking for hope. But the wages of sin is death. Like, every, all sin, like, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so God planned this, this perfect 
wonderful life for us, and then we chose to disobey him with our sin. And so our sin has, has caused us to, to be separated from God. And so, you know, the relationship in your life that you're estranged from tonight and it's broken, the, the biggest relationship is that relationship with God. And when that's broken, no other human relationship that would get repaired could help that. And so tonight, I want to give you, I want to give you hope. And hope is not just something that you wish for. It's not just something we say, oh, you know, I hope that will happen. Hope is, listen, I know. I know. The God of all hope. The scripture calls God, he calls himself the God of all hope. The God of all comfort. And tonight, I'm going to give you that God of all hope and all comfort. The wages of sin is death. You know, all the, this fallen world, this broken world that we live in, it all... It, 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 it creates death. It, it destroys relationships. It destroys families. It destroys um, peace. It destroys joy. It destroys everything that you're looking for. And God says, I have the remedy. I know that your sin has produced death in your life. And I want to bring you life. And Jesus, one of the things he, he came, when he came to the earth, he said, I've come that they might have life. And that they may have it to them, to the full. Like, it would be complete. And he didn't say that you'd be without problems because you'll still have problems. You'll always have problems. We live in the fallen world, but God says, I'll give you hope, and I'll give you, a, a, I have a plan for you, and I'm going to carry you through that, and I'm going to give you what you need. You know, Jesus, when he came in Luke 2.11, the, the angel said, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. A Savior, that's what I need. Like, my life is so broken. My life's like that paper that was just shred up and torn apart. And I need the Savior, and so do you. And maybe tonight you're thinking about, thinking about life, and you're thinking about the brokenness, and you're thinking about all these things. And I want you to know that, like Mr. Wiseman said, there's only one who can put that all back together. And his name is Jesus. For unto you is born this day a, a Savior, the Savior. Jesus Christ came. And so... He came to seek and to save that which was lost. That was his whole mission. The very reason that Jesus came was to save you, to give you hope, to give you a future, to, to, to care for your soul, to care for who you are, where you're at right now, and, and, and to give you life and to give it to the full. And so I'm going to give you that tonight, and it's through Jesus. You know, we get all excited at Christmas time, don't we? We love the gifts, don't we? The gift giving, the shopping. Well, I could do without that part, but you guys have fun with that, right? So there's all this shopping, and there's all kind of stuff that's going on. Amazon trucks are wrecking into each other, delivering stuff. It's crazy right now, right? Um, but I, I want you to check this out. All this festivity, the reason that we do this is because we're celebrating the birth of a Savior who came to give me much more joy than a temporary gift under a tree, who came to change my life, who came to do a miracle and put my life back together. And, and that little baby, when he was born, he was born perfect. This was God, the long-awaited Messiah. Like, like when, when Adam and Eve sinned, God made a promise. He said, I'm going to redeem you. And this long-awaited promise, several thousand years later, Jesus steps out of, out of eternity and into time, and he becomes a baby. And when he was born, his mom counted his fingers said, yep, there's 10 of them. Then she went to his toes. She counted all of his toes. Yeah, there's 10 of them. 
And she was holding the hope of the world. She was holding the light of the world. And that little baby grew up, and he lived a perfect life. He never once sinned. He never once did anything wrong. And then he goes to the cross. And, you know, it, it's just it's so wonderful when we think about the manger, a wooden manger. But he goes all the way to this wooden cross, and he lays down his life for you so that you might have hope. And, and, and they kill him, and, and he, he's, he's crucified. And then he goes into the tomb for three days. And three days later, he's back to life again. And it validates his message. It's like our God is alive. Jesus is alive. He's no longer a baby in a manger. And he's no longer the Jesus hanging on the tree. He's the God who rose from the dead. And that changed her life. And you see, that's the hope, folks. I refer to hope as this. Hope is the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you come into the room tonight, it was dark. You could see the lights on the stage. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Just like, wow, I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. And you know what? That's what Jesus says in my life. He's the light. Oh, there's so much darkness I have to live through. He's the light. He's the light. He's the hope. And you know what? When you come to him, he helps you put all that other stuff back together. He puts relationships back together. He gets you through what you're going through. He gives you life. He said this. It's as simple as this, to receive his free gift of eternal life. He said, but as many as received him, he gave the right to become the children of God. Like, that is just so cool. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So tonight, I want to give you that opportunity right in your seat to reach out to Jesus and trust him and have hope and, and, and have your life turn around in a minute. Just like, just like Mr. Wiseman said, man, in one minute, my life changed. And I want to give you that tonight because God will change your life and he'll start it right where you're at. You don't have to join anything. You don't have to join the church, none of that. You don't have to give anything. There's no money. There's no price tag on salvation. You can't pay for it. He died on the cross. He paid for your sin. He came back to life again. It's a free gift. All you must do is receive it. And it's that simple. And so tonight, I would like to just lead you in a prayer. If you say, Pastor Ken, that's me. I'd like to, I'd like to have that hope. I'd like to make this hope personal. I'd like to take it from what I've known out there, and I'd like to make it personal. And if that's you, in just a moment, we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to repeat a, a prayer after me to God. It's not the words that matter. It's your heart. You're telling God that you want him in your life. Let's close in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, if you're here today and you say, Pastor Ken, that's me. I want hope. I need Jesus. I need a Savior. For unto you is born this day a Savior. If that's you and you're ready to accept him. Oh, you don't have to understand it all. You probably have and it's okay. It's okay that you have many questions, but begin with trusting him. And he will, he will open your heart. He will continue to guide you. And he will continue to answer those questions all along the rest of your life like he does for me. So tonight, if that's you, I would like to ask you to just pray this prayer quietly to the Lord. 
just pray something like this. Dear Jesus, I come before you. I'm a sinner. I've done wrong things. And I need hope. And I realize tonight that you're the only hope for my life. You died on the cross. You paid for my sin. And you came back to life again for me. And I invite you into my heart right here, right now. God, change my life tonight. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, I, I just want to encourage you. I know that there are many people in here from all walks of life. Some of you tonight opened your heart to Jesus and you started a relationship with God and he gave you hope. Oh, there's nothing greater, is there? You're never going to be alone. You'll have the Spirit of God with you. He'll be with you forever and ever and ever. It's the greatest gift that anybody could have is life in Jesus Christ. And maybe for others in this room, maybe you've been carrying some burdens. Maybe, maybe you need God's hope to do some miracles in your life. Maybe there's some estranged things that you need to just surrender to Jesus tonight and just lay it at his feet. Things in your family, things in, in your community, things in your life. You just got to come to him and say, okay, God, I've walked away from your hope. I've tried to figure this out on my own for so long. And tonight I, I invite you to Jesus because he is the only one that I know who can fix what's broken. God, be with each person in this room. I thank you for what you've done in their lives, God. I thank you. I know tonight many have opened their heart to Jesus. And I ask, God, that you will, you will visit them, that, they will, that you will just encourage them, Lord, and walk into their life, step into their life, and do what only you can do. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. God, thank you that we can make that hope personal tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. And just before they come out for the curtain call, I'm just going to ask for the house lights real dim. And I'm going to ask you to take your program, folks. At the back of the program is a response card. And, uh, and, and you open that flap up, and it says uh, there's two options there. It says, today I, I have prayed to receive Jesus as my personal Savior. Please send me the free book the pastor offered tonight. I will send you a free book. I won't come to your house. I won't show up, nothing else like that. I will send you a free book, and it will help you to understand the meaning of Christmas. Why did Jesus have to come? Why did he die? Why did he do all this? It was for you. And if that's you tonight, I'm going to ask you, just mark that. Give us your name and address. We'll send it to you. We will not telemarket you, nothing of the sort. We will just send you this book. The second thing, it says, please pray for me tonight that I can understand how to have a personal relationship. I'd like to ask you, to, to fill that out. There's a pen right in front of you. Just fill that out. And uh, if you'll check either one of those, and then you'll leave that in the seat, in the seat back in front of you, that little, that little pouch there. We'll collect these up after everyone's been dismissed, and we will mail these out on Monday or Tuesday, and you'll have it by Friday. Um, we, want to, we want to encourage you and help you in your spiritual walk. And uh, it, so either box, we're there. We're praying for you. If you have a prayer request, write it down. We'll pray for your prayer request. We are so glad that you're here tonight. 
So take your time and fill that out. Take a minute. I'm going to ask everybody to grab a pen and just take a moment, fill that out. And as the, as the curtain call is rolling, fill that out and just leave it there. But aren't you thankful for this tonight? I have been blessed. I hope you have been too. Let's welcome our cast and crew out. Thank you guys, thank you.